Episode 40. On today's show, the ladies discuss whether or not God is a dick. Steffi's concerned when her hippie church needs to deal with conflict. And Simone is freaking out about the shortage of helium. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Simone? I'm doing great, thank you. Um, I just have a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you lick it today? What? Do you lick it today? I feel like you're trying to trap me into saying something. That's no, 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 no. It's good. Like it's good. It's good. No, 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 no. Do you like it today? Just, just say yes. It's yes, good. It's good. Just I say do. Ah, 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 you lick a dick a day. Ah. Is that from Australia? Yeah, we used to do that in school. So a friend of mine and I revived. She was visiting, and we just started saying it to each other all the time when we were, you know, mid twenties, so fucking retarded. And um, yeah, it was, and it was so stupid too, because everyone would know it was something they shouldn't say yes to, and yeah. people go, "Just say yes." And so they'd say no because you're not gonna say yes when someone tells you to say yes, so you'd say no. But um, but I was so smart because I would say to people, "Just say no," and then they would say yes to counteract oh, nice. me, and I'd go, "Ah, you like a dick." But um, anyway, it's a good thing my sister's car has died because if she was listening to this while she was driving, she would oh. probably like, hit a pole. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, listeners. Stephanie licks a dick a day. Yay! <laughs> appropriate for my podcast. Definitely appropriate. I just remember after Wayne's World, everyone would be like, ass sphincter says what? Like, yes. you heard that a million times every day. And squeeze me always bugged me. Like, as much as I love Wayne's World, yes. I could not stand Excuse me. I'm like, that's not funny. It's not good. Shut the fuck no. up. No. Well, it was funny in conjunction with Excuse me, baking powder. Yeah. <laughs> I like baking powder for some reason. Baking but. powder is good. <laughs> Remember when we, we discovered that we both know that I don't even own a gun. Let much alone many guns, guns that, that would necessitate an, an entire, entire rack. rack. <laughs> what am I going to do with a gun rack? Yeah, I think I asked you once, is that the only instance of the word necessitate? I, I just never hear that word except for... Necessitate, you're right. That, Do you know what word really bugs me is utilize? Because it really? seems like a pretentious way to say use. Like in every instance, you could just say use. No, no, utilize sounds much more decisive and really maximizing on this opportunity. I think that's what I don't like about it. Making the most out of this item. Because I was making the most out of this item. You're utilizing it. It was just sitting there. (laughs) Now you're utilizing it. You're using it for what it was for instead of just yeah, I just used a spoon. I see. No, it's because I like the simple stuff. I like. I feel like there's pretense and utilize. So. Well, and so you save it. You don't use it. You're like, and so I utilize the spoon to get the ice cream into my mouth. Like, you're not going to say that. Well, I hope not. (laughs) No, you'd be a fucking asshole if you said that. (laughs) Exactly. Only assholes that utilize. 
Right. <sighs> eating with a spoon. Oh, I just had something really exciting to happen happen to me like 15 minutes before we started recording. Oh, oh, oh! Um, this is something exciting that happened on Twitter, okay, for the setup, <laughs> so everyone knows exactly where this is going, doesn't get too excited, but... Um, I was talking with Dave Bazan, the, you know, singer-songwriter, which is a hilarious thing to call somebody, but whatever, that's what he is. So, um, we had been talking on the last Grapes of Red podcast we did together. He and I were talking about how we liked Amy Grant. Like, I psychotically loved Amy Grant, this Christian singer, and went to see her concerts yes. in junior high and high school. She was such a big deal to me, and to Bazan, apparently. And we were talking about how we love her song, Stay For A While. So, I found the video today and I sent it to him and I go would you be a doll and cover this for me just as a joke and like 30 minutes later he sent me a video clip of him playing it and he goes wow that's the best I could do on short notice and it was yeah I just told I tweeted back at him I was like you just made me cry like in a healing way <laughs> Aww, <laughs> which is mushy so but it's like such an evocative song and and then to hear him do it in his voice and um yeah yeah it was that just totally made my week just now that I had to share. Oh, bet. Did you, is that for sharing? Can we put it on the website? Yeah. I, I asked him, I go, can I share this or would you? Would that make you feel cheap? And he goes, no, sharing is good. So. Aw, that's great. Well, there you go, gang. It'll be on the website. Yeah. But he always he always covers um, Radiohead's, um, it's this song called Pack Like Sardines in a Crushed Tin Can or Tin Box or something uh -huh. like that. And it, you might have heard them play it the other night but I just love how he does it because it's super simple and it it goes I'm a reasonable man get off my case does that ring a bell at all did you um I think I know because I, I made I made a set list I, I looked at recent set lists of theirs and I made a made a, a, a playlist of it oh, so I was cool. kind of listening to that beforehand so, but now I can't remember if they actually did play that because uh, I didn't know it well enough before yeah, I went yeah. so yeah so but yeah so I did go to Santa Barbara last week last Thursday to see yeah. Radiohead and How it was, was it? such a it was, it was the venue was so beautiful Where? it was at the Santa Barbara Bowl uh -huh. and it's you know one of these like outside amphitheaters so on one side it's sort of like you know carved into the into the into this hill and then on the other side is the ocean so it's oh so nice yeah, it was amazing, and it rained, but it didn't matter because I was I was appropriately attired, and I just, it just felt like I was looking at the rain, like it wasn't penetrating my my coat. So I was like, the only thing cold was my hand that was holding bad. my wine cup. Penetration is terrible. So anyway, yeah. So the show, the stage was amazing, and they played my favorite song, Mixomatosis. So I was so excited. Oh. So it was really good because I had to pee, but I was like, I don't want to leave and Mixomatosis is oh, on. So luckily they so played cool. it about one third of the way in. I'm like, no. But uh, yeah, so they played that and it was really awesome. They closed with Paranoid Android and it sounded so great. And I felt really dumb because oh, I felt wow. like if, if somebody, a Faith No More fan, was like, it was so great when they played Epic. And then that's me like saying, oh, it was so great <laughs> no, when no, they no. played Paranoid Android. No, that's <laughs> but, not it. Yeah. Well, maybe if you said that about Creep, then you would be kind of like the. Yeah, I told, that's I told Dustin. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to humiliate you and go, Creep, play Creep. <laughs> But I did not. I'm just too cool for that. That's, I just so, like how anyway. you did your research and you made a playlist out of set lists that you found. Yeah. So you could be prepared. That's so lovely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really, you know, they're, they're you know, such a beloved band. And I, I yeah. you know, I felt kind of bad that I was going and I'm not like the biggest Radiohead fan, you know. So Aww. I definitely want to. And they, they, I mean, I can tell they do some, you know, some amazing stuff. But I still don't get, not that I think that, that it's because they're not good, but just they're just kind of so 
to strange yeah and you know that 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 they, they can be that popular like popular enough to headline yeah. coachella and everyone's know. you know i can't i can't understand it where where this links in with this many people because you know generally that many people is a lot of stupidity and or poppiness or simplicity to, to draw people in you know yeah. so yeah yeah so yeah it, it kind of it boggles my mind i totally so. get what you mean like that's the type that's how i feel about neil hamburger like it makes it reaffirms my faith in humanity that he can sell out shows and you know he just he's you know working comedian and and has this following is it's like who would have thought that this many people yeah. would enjoy but that this, makes sense because you know? it's still a small number compared to radiohead well, yeah. it's like that's such a huge number if only neil hamburger could could uh, could draw that many people i could give up this piece of shit podcast and just relax <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but um so we had um we had uh after show wristbands um because i didn't know if we would have them or not but but we did and so um i met up with my uh, other friend who uh who had helped out with uh, supergrass related stuff and also got on the guest list because they have the same manager radiohead is the same manager as supergrass uh anyway so i caught up with him and his girlfriend and dustin and i were hanging out and then um and then right when we walked into the room where, where the after party was, I saw this guy and I said, oh, hi. And then he just kind of looked embarrassed and I said, I'm sorry, I just recognized you. And it was the guy that used to play Paul Kinsey on Mad Men. <laughs> but I said hi to him like I knew him because I felt like I must know him for a moment. And then I just realized, oh, I don't know you and you have no fucking idea oh, who I am. So I was just so like, funny. I'm sorry, I just recognized you. <laughs> oh. And then he just smiled and walked away. I was oh. so embarrassed. Paul Kinsey? But, oh, well. Yeah, is he the one that dated the black girl in season one? Yes, yes. Yeah. He had that. He had that beard. Oh, did so he yeah, still have a beard when you saw him? I don't. Why, why am I asking this? I don't. Why do I even care? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and I don't even remember. So right. There you go. <laughs> um, cool. Well, last week. Um, uh, somebody, I guess you had a comment or something or an email where somebody said. Um, God's kind of a dick sometime, but you know I oh, like him yeah. anyway. What, what what was the quote exactly? Um, my friend Chrissy in Philly said um, she she emailed me and some some other friends like from the blog, and she said, and this quote stood out to me because I thought it was so awesome. <laughs> she goes, um, <laughs> "Over the years, I've I've um, come to decide that God is a bit of a dick, but I still like him anyway." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought that yeah, was, was so. Like, it was like so sweet and honest, and um, yeah, yeah. You know, it was totally oversimplified. And I'm sure if we asked her what she meant exactly, she would go into detail. But I just thought that was lovely, and so I put it on the stuff Christian Culture Legs Facebook wall, and lots of comments ensued. People had had things Many. to say about that quote. Yeah, well, it was the quote. It wasn't the quote so much itself. Like it's the quote started it, and then it just sort of burst into all these other things about you know god's intentions and when oh, god right. is being a dick and, and and stuff like that and then and then the, and then the book of job came up and oh. and and god being a dick in that and then you said something about god being impish and i like what the fuck yeah. is killing people impish you know so there was all kinds of you know people discussing and interpreting uh you know sort of what that meant so what exactly happens in job let's just go over well that. job is the oldest text any biblical te- text that's older than genesis it was written oh, like okay. before even that, and it's it's a parable. It's just a myth, like um, that was. So it's start- not supposed to be taken as real. No, but a lot okay. of people do. Like I didn't know until recently yeah. that shit wasn't real. Right. And um, this is you know how I talk about how I love this church that we're going to because they talk about the actual original languages and they do they talk about all the commentaries. You know this comment you know commentarian said this, these commentators said this, and 
Like they always bring that into it because they go, this is a really important part of understanding this stuff because you can't yeah. look into it without the context. Like, because then, come on, people are going to think this is real. But um, uh, yeah, from what I understand, Phil, our pastor guy to say, is that Job was, you know, a, a myth kind of just to get, pe you know, ways people would start like, you know, about the Greek mythology stuff, like in the, that same kind of vein. But this is from the Judaic Hebrew tradition rather right. than Greek but but yeah I guess um, it was just kind of it just seems like one of those stories that, that people will it's like folklore to make sense of things and um, well where does such a story derive from and where does it fit into know. everything if it's just if it's just a parable because it's pretty hardcore mm -hmm. stuff going on because uh, because what happens what God you know, lets Job's whole family get killed yeah. and all his cattle and everything destroyed and just kind of sits back and lets uh, uh, lets Satan do all this stuff to him to test his faith, yeah. right? So, so, I mean, so, I mean, because it gets very confusing when people, you know, a lot of people believe that that is, is, is part of the original text and then, you yeah. know, it's part, it's something that really happened and then, and then other people, people don't, you know, and then that was a, that was a big debate raging and then if it was real, what, what did it mean and what was yeah. God's intention? So, and so what, 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 you know, so obviously, you know, you, you go off with your, your Jesus people and you talk about stuff and I was <laughs> talking with other, other atheists in the thread because, yeah. because we, you know, we're, we're not trying to, you know, cause trouble where we're, we're sure. asking honest questions on there. And, uh, but, you know, there comes a point where we're like, are we being such dicks and we don't want no. to, we're not trying to offend or hurt anybody's feelings yeah. or diminish anybody's belief. We're yeah. just sort of posing, you know, actual questions. So, um, so one of the questions we were like, so, you know, how, what are you thinking about all this? And we were talking about it, but what came up was, um, everyone's sort of questioning, like, does it mean this or does it mean that? But the question that a lot of these questioning people we don't seem to see come up is, is this bullshit completely? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like to me that's sort of like the most obvious answer before you mm -hmm. get into all these other things that don't that don't fit. You know, mm -hmm. so um, and and none of us wanted to ask it because we thought it's really it's it's, it's a tough question and maybe these people don't really want to ask mm. that. So what do you think about all that? Because it's kind of you know a weird you know as I said we don't want to diminish anybody's belief sure. but if people are talking saying that they're questioning we feel like that's a reasonable question. Sure. Thoughts? So the question is that is is it bullshit completely? Is that yeah, what? is that yeah? Are we dicks for saying, for oh, no. reminding people that they should be asking that question on oh, top of all the no, others? No. Trying, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, what's so funny is that it sounds like this conversation y'all were having is so parallel to the Book of Job because what I like about Job, <laughs> what I like about Job is that it says to me that life can sometimes suck really bad and there's no matter, you know, it's not always earned. Doesn't matter who we blame for it, and there's but most most of all, there's lots and lots of room for complaining and arguing with God, right? And um, to tell people that what they're doing is you know they did something wrong to earn God's punishment, or what they need to do right to get back in His good graces is abhorrent to God, and just and right. like the worst thing you can do, and very unrelational. So, um, right. I just like how there's a lot of wrestling with God in it. <laughs> I just, I just, yeah. I feel like that's where relationship happens when there's like tension, and um, so that's what I see in it, and the way, um, like God's answer silences Job somehow, which is somehow comforting. Like I, I derive comfort from it in the in a weird way. I can't, I can't really explain very well. It just seems kind of uh -huh. like, it just feels like kind of a folklore kind of um, un unfinished. Um, very cathartic <laughs> still like a kind of a living and breathing story to me it just seems like like you just said like it parallels um, what you, the conversation you said was going on with you guys so 
I, ju I just see like it, it kind of mirrors situations that can still happen because who's who's not this is you know story of our lives shit happens like horrible stuff to, to good people like that's the worst thing yeah. about life is to see these horrible things happen to these wonderful people and what do you do with that like yeah. what does that mean and um but i feel yeah. like the book of job was crammed down a lot of our throats us who grew up with religion like oh god this shows that god's all powerful he can do whatever whatever he wants to you and look at job yay he didn't even curse god though he was tempted to and so look what he got he got everything back like I feel like that's how it was always presented to me, and I feel like that's the absolute wrong way that I should have looked at it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's so absolute. It's so, and it's, there's no little love in it, you know. Yeah, I feel, a I see love. it. Yeah. Totally. So, so I think that it's so lovely that you guys were um, wanting to ask, "Is this bullshit?" When the fact is, yeah, it is. Like it's not a true story. <laughs> so it's good that yeah. you're even asking that when all these people. Yeah. Are well, we just didn't because we didn't. We yeah. You know, we like people. We we've come from different places with where we're atheists or agnostics and such and such. But uh, we, you know, we didn't. We, you know, we 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 feel like if these people really want to question, they should be asking this on top of does it mean this or that? Exactly. Or, also, is it is it none of it true? You know, that question wasn't being asked. But you know, again, mm -hmm. we didn't want to push it on people but we felt like this is kind of what people sound like they want but do they really want it so yep. and i know you're fine with it but you know i can't you, you can't speak for everyone on the thread yeah. you know and it's a it's a it's a tricky thing and it's not yeah. even like we're trying to push everyone to like mm -hmm. wake up you guys it's just mm -hmm. sort of like this is what you sound like you want so we kind of mm -hmm. should we mm -hmm. give it to you or not because you know of course we're there to receive you if you if you want to come to the dark side so <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm all for that too i think that people have to you can only go where in the direction of what resonates with you or exactly. that's why there's suicide that's why there's you know intense depression because people aren't able to live authentically and and be open and have camaraderie with other like-minded people so exactly that makes such such a difference as we've said yeah. as we've talked about before with the anxiety we've had how much easier yeah. it is when you can share it yes. so yeah so, yes and um, anxiety so I think, I think oh i was gonna say that anxiety that? actually stems from lack of connection that's yes, where your anxiety exactly. stems from is what i was told in therapy which seems to be true for me i guess Yes. No. No. I. I think it's. Uh, I think it's definitely true. Well, if there's any 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 people listening who are, you know, you know, questioning and stuff like that, if you see us atheist agnostics on these threads, we're not trying to to do anything. You know, we're not trying to push you or anything. It's just that you know, if you're, we're, mm -hmm. you're asking questions, we're just throwing out more questions. And you know, and and as and I think as you said before, if you're you know, faith is if you, if you can't ask the question, then you're afraid of, of that something's not right. You're yeah. you know, and 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 you know, if you're afraid, then that's not my fault for asking the question oh, no. that, that the questions in your head i'm just like bringing it to the forefront, mm -hmm, forefront mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, that's only that's, fair that's only fair yeah. and, and it's sad when people are upset by that because it just shows it's, it's rooted in fear is what it is if, yeah. they, if they can't hold that question along with you Exactly. Though that isn't to say that there aren't plenty of asshole atheists <laughs> confronting people and getting in their faces. But I'm speaking of us nice good guys yeah. that, uh, that that appear on your threads. Yeah. So, and I like to think that we're all actually on the same team because what you know we all you know the people who want to dialogue like like I would I would prefer yeah. there not to be the atheist versus religious side you know <laughs> teams. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like that because I still right. feel like I learn from talking to other people just in ways at looking at things and that sort of stuff. Like I still learn from it. I'm not believing in God at the end, but there's mm -hmm. still other stuff to be learned. Yeah. And as you talk about with relationship and stuff, that's Absolutely. all there that's to be where shared. It is. That's where everything happens. Right. Yeah. Right in the relationship. Definitely. Like right in the present. So I just love that so much. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I wanted to, I can't believe I nearly forgot to say this, but Danny, who was in the thread who I was talking with, he, um, you Danny know, we were talking Kahn? about, you know, Is it Danny Khan. Uh-huh. Yes, Danny Khan. And he, we were talking about whether to, um, uh, you know, again, not wanting to, to step on people's toes in the thread. And he said, um, he will always keep asking questions respectfully, but not apologetically. And I yes. just thought that was so great because I was like, that's it. Because I always feel so bad and I don't yeah. want to hurt people's feelings and I want to be liked. And so I don't like to rock the boat too much. But it's like you can be respectful without being apologetic. Yep. So I, I thought that was that was brilliant. So yeah. I told him that message. But thank you, Danny, if you're listening. I, I loved that. No, yeah. take that with me. Hey, Danny. <laughs> so, hey. Well, hey, kids. Mekon here for Mekon Industries. We're having a special live event on April 26, 2012, and we'd like every single last Dong Teeny listener to come out to star in your very own Me Clown commercial. Visit the Too Bad Refresh Gallery, I'm sorry, the Non Gallery at 1228 West 7th Street in beautiful downtown Los Angeles on April 26, 2012, to become a star of stage and screen. And remember, the Dong Teeny podcast is Meat Clown approved. You go to Small Boat on, yeah. on, on Tuesdays. When is it? Mon- Tuesdays? Yes. Tuesday and night. There was conflict. Yes. Um, see, our Small oh. Boat. Okay. I think we talked Your about fucking this. fucking hippies got in a conflict? <laughs> what happened? Who stole ago? the pot ball? <laughs> like fucking hippie group. Um, <laughs> they call, okay. The reason it's called Small Boat is because. Um, it's it's just yeah no i'm not going to tell the story that's dumb um that's just the name of our group that a few people from church will meet together so i'm just i was thrown into this group and i absolutely love it and um we meet like seven um from seven to nine thirty every tuesday night and we cook dinner together and then we'll um we'll you know read and and chant some <laughs> to say scriptures and prayers and stuff like that and um but yeah, I can't explain why I like it so much, I think. But um, this is where we play the Who's I Can't Explain underneath my story. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, um, what's hilarious about about this group is, and about my church, actually, is that they, they use the word intentional all the time. And I think it's so funny. It's like such a catchphrase. But I can't make fun of it because it's, it's too wonderful. Because what they mean, they're like, we want to be intentional with each other. We want to... Um, kind of be purposeful and, and present and deliberate and in interacting with each other and not dismiss each other. So they use this word intentional all the time. And um, last week they sent out, you know, the group leader sent out an email saying, this is what we're cooking. And we also want to um, discuss, like, are we being intentional with each other? And um, <laughs> so I was, a little, I was a little bit nervous about, I was like, oh, this sounds like there might have been some conflict I didn't know about. And, um, and so going into it, you know, I was scared. And David's like, no, don't worry about it. Because whenever they've asked you to volunteer for anything, and, and, and my response has always been, my biggest nightmare is getting up in front of people in church and, like, doing something. I don't even want to do that at all. And, uh-huh. and their response was like, oh, thank you for telling us. Like, we don't want to make you do anything you don't want to do. So David's like, don't worry about this conflict situation. I'm sure that, it, you know, everything will be fine. And I was like, I don't know. I still have my guard up because I enjoy this thing so much. And it's, you know, such a comfort for me. And I'm just scared that it would go away in some in some capacity. Yeah. So um, we got there. And um, after we ate, they were, they were bringing it up. They were like, well, we want to make sure that this group is working for everybody. And um, we kind of want to check in with the reasons you come. Do you, you come out of obligation? Do you, you know, what are your reasons? And um, I just... 
and the, yeah, I said the reason I come is kind of to survive. Like this is this is all, this is like therapy for me to have this group of people. Like I feel very seen by all the people in that group. Like they're all um, soft, you know. Like they um, they just want to listen to you, and and they they just have no agenda other than just kind of being mm-hmm. with you. And I just feel like I feel warm. It feels like a hot tub. Like it feels lovey, you know, when, <laughs> when I go there and. Um, and I go, I just feel like I could say anything to you guys and I would get really good advice or if I didn't get advice, I would get your total support and, and I just feel loved here. And so I'm actually scared because it sounds like there's conflict that's, that's going on and um, that some people aren't happy with the group and, and they're saying, well, um, like some people, like you could tell it was hard for them to say, but they go, yeah, we're, um, we want to make sure that, that everyone is, is really present when they come and because I think they felt like maybe some people weren't as much or, or kind of felt like they <laughs> just get a vibe from some people, like like they're distracted or something. They go, we want, you know, if yeah. you're distracted... How big we, is the group? We, it's seven of us. Okay. Yeah. And um, one guy left in December and, or no, he got hired away in December and then he moved just last, last month and I cried and... He was so Aww. wonderful. He was just the sweetest guy, and um, yeah, but I got really attached to him in a short period of time, and um, so, so they were just saying we want um, if if someone's distracted, we want them to be able to to tell us what they can and not not feel like that's something that they would keep from us because we want to be here for you and and do what you feel comfortable. So it felt anyway. It was a really nice resolution, and I was very relieved. <laughs> it felt like a a good way to to handle conflict because there was some there and um did you find out who the troublemaker was yeah well we all kind of knew it was just you know just a couple people who have like some you know big issues going on and they you know there are troublemakers but um (laughs) i just liked how instead of like in past groups i've been in like church or anywhere people would have said we feel like you are acting like you're put out to be here like i feel like that's kind of the default (laughs) approach that people would take towards someone rather than going Oh my gosh, you seem distracted and, and, you know, we want to have a relationship with you. We want to, you know, make sure that you are willing to be here and that you aren't doing this just because you feel like you have to, you know, we want you to be comfortable. And so it just seemed like really lovely. And I just, because it could have been a bad thing, you know, it really could have. And, um, yeah, that's the kind of thing that destroys groups like that or, you know, stuff in churches, stuff, even not in churches, any little group of friends, you know, just because people won't or don't know how to communicate kind of generously like that so I just thought that was like really really lovely and um, kind of restored my faith in humanity again do you think that the person who who is having the problem was was reached or came Um, to a resolution I don't know I don't know sounds Um, like you're just happy they asked the question you're (laughs) washing your hands of the whole thing yes (laughs) I'm like okay oh good it wasn't me me. see you guys (laughs) I know. I was like, yeah, I was able to like let them know where I stand, like my define the relationship thing. Like, I love being here. I don't want this to go away. And no. then you checked your Twitter feed. And then I checked your Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always make sure to like not even bring my phone in there because yeah, that's very good. It's you, you know, can't help yourself. Phone's my idol. <laughs> I idolize my phone. I love it. Totally, it's the best. 
Cool. No, that that sounds really. I kind of I know what you mean. I mean, obviously, this is a work environment that I'm speaking of where mm-hmm. oh, you're not expected to get along. But mm-hmm. my workplace before I left Australia, we were a team of ten, mm-hmm. and I got along with everybody in the team. Like everybody just thought I was great and I loved everybody. So mm-hmm. I just lived in this fantasy where <laughs> everyone got along and we would do stuff outside of work together. You know, not, not all together all the time, but you know, but it's just a lot of fun. And we had we had like a cheesy Tuesdays once a month, and we oh, bring fun. cheese and like Shut listen to up. cheesy music. That yeah, we do fun stuff like that it was a really great team and when I left I cried so much but the thing was that I got along with everybody mm-hmm. and now my t- our team leader got along with everybody but all, it was always like a couple people like butting heads all over you know what I mean this yeah. one guy's butting heads with everyone except me and the t- team leader you know and it was just kind of like I lived in this fantasy where we had so much fun and we did but it was never perfect and soon after I left the whole fucking team just kind of fell apart people really yeah but you know I really I really enjoyed my job this was the first time I ever loved my job was because I had such a great group of people who I enjoyed and I could laugh with and you know just it was a good time but yeah those things can't always they can only go so far I think and everyone's kind of going to diverge at some point so you just kind of have to be accepting of that that eventuality wow yeah yeah it sounds like you were the glue that held them together I think me and the team leader were were definitely glue you were the melted cheese in that sandwich that, I was that cheesy Tuesday sandwich. On, the, on that cheesy Tuesday sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now speaking of work, you got in some trouble. Ah, I did. Ah. My worst nightmare. My worst nightmare is to get in trouble for being on the internet at work, and it came true the other day. But it was actually like really a really mild talking to, and they go, "Yeah, we see you on Facebook sometimes." And I'm thinking, "Oh God, they have no idea the." The empire I run from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a Facebook empire. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> I got that from Katie Jones. Who, it was like she messaged me and she's like, "I'm sorry, they're giving you a hard time. They just don't know the empire that you run." <laughs> yeah, so it, it's I was called into the office for screwing something up, which happens regularly, and I don't, I, I actually don't even care because they're so nice about it. They're like, we just sprung this on you. We didn't want you to lose any sleep, so we didn't tell you that we we're going to meet with you today <laughs> until just now. <laughs> so I'm nice. Like, I'm like, thank you. That's so nice. Cause so then I stop worrying as soon as I say that. I'm like, oh God, if they're that concerned about my feelings, and I'm not worried. But but while we were in there, they said, yeah, I see you on Facebook sometimes. I'm like, oh, I was thinking only sometimes. Thank God. Cause God is up yeah, right. 24-7. So. Um, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. It's like my worst fear happened, and I'm fine. So, how's that? That's crazy. Have you you cut down since, though? No. (laughs) Seems like you haven't been on as much, honestly. Really? I've been seeing as many links, yeah. Hmm. I think I'm trying to do more quality over quantity. But Today, today I posted this one that was low. Oh, my God. Did you see it? It was the the guy's... um, deep frying barbecue like big ass barbecue slash foot massage restaurant oh, oh i couldn't watch the link but just the, i saw what the title was and i liked it anyway i mean i wanted to watch it i would have watched it immediately but i couldn't because i was at work so i watched it like three times Oh, I was laughing so hard. Oh, it sounded great. You're so bold to watch videos like that. I know, right? I, I, I will watch yeah. anything. I will watch, like, that guy, that video of that guy who was, like, effing a trombone while the girl played it. Like, I just watched it on my <laughs> screen. Like, I didn't care. Wow. So, I know. So What's great. going on? Yeah. It's like that, I'm, that guy from Office Space who got hypnotized and then didn't oh, care anymore. Do you know that movie? I've seen it once, but oh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. It was presented to me as being like, oh, if you like The Office UK, uh, you'll like this. And I liked it, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as The Office UK. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but what, anyway. what is? What is? Nothing. Nothing. It's my favorite comedy. Um, okay. Now, I want to talk to some about a very important issue, listeners, and Stephanie, who also doesn't know about this. Did you know, <laughs> listener and Stephanie, that there is a shortage of helium in the world? No. What? How? Well, How? Helium I'm so isn't, confused. Uh, I don't know what to believe yes. anymore. <laughs> Trust the scientists. <laughs> they tell us that... <laughs> Why did the scientists stop heli- making helium? Because it's non-renewable. They can't make it. Really? Or if they can, it's like ridiculously expensive. Some I, I'm reading that it's non-renewable, but then some, my friend who's a mathematician told me that it, you can make it, but it's really, really, really hard and expensive. So it's not economical or feasible to do it. So, like yeah, plutonium it exists. There's for tons 1.21 of it in the universe. gigawatts. Exactly. That's that's a high commodity. So the helium, it, there's tons of it in the universe, but only a small amount on Earth. So... Uh, with the with what we have on Earth, I guess there was a ton of it found under Texas, and they, they just had tons of it, so they just started using it in balloons and shit, right? Well, I didn't realize this till the information about the helium shortage came up, but they use it in all this medical equipment and in MRI machines and stuff like no. this. So yeah, That's so a big it's deal. really this very useful gas, and now it's running out, and people are still putting it in fucking balloons. <laughs> yeah, so if it if 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 uh, like say an because it, it's used to cool because it's it, it's it's you know it's really you know it runs at cool temperatures. I don't know how to properly describe it, but so it keeps all these machine machines cool. So if they run out of helium, these machines will overheat. They will break. They won't be able to do all these tests. People won't get treated because they couldn't do the tests. People will die. But people, uh, the people who are in the party business, they're concerned about losing their businesses because they can't get the helium they the need. Party so, business. <laughs> yes, there, there's, uh, this one article I read, they, they were talking to people from the businesses Let's Party and Captain Party. <laughs> And they're talking about the helium shortage. I mean, the article is like barely alluding to the medical problem and more talking about what this means to the party business. And this is, it says, the medical and research community is frustrated that such a valuable resource is being wasted in balloons. Suppliers are caught in the middle. The supplies just standing there with their hands in the air like, I don't know what to do. And so it says, Airgas, which has an office in Roanoke, decided to give priority to its customers with long-term contracts, regardless of how they use the helium. But they, they, they're giving it to the balloon people and the medical people need it. This is fucked. They're going to run out in 30 years. That's wow. what they predict. They're going to run out in 30 years. So I really have a feel bad. It's not like I don't enjoy a nice balloon, but I mean, come on, people. Yeah, just think about your balloons. Yeah, and so this article just goes on and on about having to tell people <sighs> that they're not going to have it for the prom party and they're not going to have their balloons for this and that. It's like and capitalism like, where the stupid rich people like get to use all the all the resources where they're retarded Exactly. Men. Because the fucking poor people aren't having tons of balloons at their parties. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it's ridiculous. I just, well, it's funny because I read one article from Canada that was focusing on the medical usage. Luckily, the medical usage is the greatest use of it more than the balloons. But it's still a big waste going to balloons. Because this Canadian article is just going on and on about medical use and what it's needed for and what's the problems, etc. And then this article from Roanoke is just going on about the party balloon business. And what? <laughs> it's so sad. Party so anyway, business. people. Yeah, so people, please think twice about, you know, 
using balloons too much. So uh, I just wanted to bring that to people's attention because I've known about it for maybe a year and a half and it's bummed me out. And I was reminded the other day and I decided I needed to talk about that because you know, if you want your fucking tests done, you need healing. So, I think it'd be you, awesome people. if thank right you, now I had a balloon that I could suck in and like say, God bless America. Oh, I totally would do it if I had it. I love doing that. I one time, the first time I did it, no, I'd done it before, but I did it. We were doing balloons for my sister's 21st birthday. Mm-hmm. And so I filled my lungs up with the helium and started talking. My mom freaked out because she didn't no. know about it. She didn't like, know about what it? What are you doing? She thought my voice was stuck like that forever. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. She, I, the panic on her face, she just thought I had just done this. Do good. they not have balloons in Sri Lanka? I don't know. Well, Was that a racist question? Using... No, it's not. It's really not. There's, there's a lot of things missing there. But yeah, no, the whole use of helium has only really happened in the last 40 years or so. Like, Do you have um, so a much. standard phrase that you use after you suck in helium and you just say? I think I just say, hello, how are you? You say hello, Something how are like you? Something like that. And then, and then just singing. I should sing a song. I should have a song that I sing. I've, if I were um, into wasting helium still. Yeah. <laughs> I, waste it. I always say, um, have you heard the good news of Jesus Christ? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds fantastical. I'm picturing a big okay. mylar balloon that's shaped like a syringe. And like another one that's like a CAT scan machine, like the, you, the MRI <laughs> thing that you wheel in. Hypodermic needles. That would be so funny. Really stick it to, to the medical industry by filling <laughs> uh, medical... Medical device helium balloons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, party industry forever. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, well, we stuck it to those guys. So I think uh, I think we'll wrap things up then. So thanks everyone for listening. We love you guys, and uh, please visit dongtini.com for any supplementary material. Call the dong and, line. Uh, like us. Call the dong line. Thank you for reminding me. 323-301-DONG. So until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, son. Bye. Oh, sinner, do not stray from the straight and narrow way. For the Lord is surely watching what you do. If you approach the devil's den, turn round, don't enter in. Lest the hand of the Almighty He'll fuck you up. up. Yes, God will fuck you up. If you dare to disobey His stern command, He'll fuck you up. up. Don't you know He'll fuck you up? So you better do some praying while you can. Long ago, a man named Lot had a wife he thought was hot, but she could not stop her black and sinful ways. to salt. That's the way he used to work back in those days. He fucked him up. He really fucked him up. When the people went and turned their backs on him. He can fuck you up. No shit, he'll fuck you up. Just like he fucked the people up back then. I used to have a friend named Ray who walked that evil Cursed and drank and broke his neighbor's fans You know Ray was full aware That some sheep were over there And he knew them in the biblical sands God fucked him up